What's up, everybody? Hey. Now, before we start this episode, I just want to give a big shout out to uh, obviously our our sponsor, you know, Persistence Culture Media. But I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about our next guest. Our next guest is no other than uh, my older brother, Jesus Arajo. Uh, and it's cool to have my brother on the podcast because we go over a bunch of things. Obviously, our childhood growing up, uh, loving to hate each other, hating to love each other, and sports, all that good stuff. But then we get into the the fun stuff that not too many brothers can talk about, which is him and I both work in the same in the same industry. He's been a tour manager. He's been a personal assistant. He's been in production for the music world. And obviously, everybody knows I do. I do like I'm a bodyguard, right? So what's cool is. We talk about the experiences. We talk about the places we've seen in the world. We even talk about doing a uh, a worldwide tour back in two, two, 2018. We were on tour. We got to be everywhere in the United States. And we talk about how being with each other helped each other and, you know, kept us grounded. You know, having an older brother and having a younger brother on tour, it doesn't happen. And then we also talk about having a, a show in, in France together, which was pretty amazing. So... Just wanted to give you guys a little, uh, a little, you know, insight on this episode. So enjoy the episode. If you guys haven't seen or watched anything, please click subscribe, do all that good stuff. And um, we're releasing some fun stuff on YouTube. So please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Big Pep Thirty Three Forty Two. Everything social media is on my link tree on my Instagram. Big Pep 3342. So with that being said, everybody, welcome my older brother, Jesus. Uh, sponsorships, we don't actually have a full one other than That's persi- why. Per- other than persistence. Persistence culture at all times. We're going to talk about how amazing they're going to have David Goggins there. That's like, a huge vibe. Lose my shit. That's why I took the water. I took this off the water. Do you guys do it live, by the way? What? No, we've never no, done it live. Like I've wanted see, to. Like the, like what? Like, like um, you guys do the intro? Like Instagram? No, no, no. Like the intro. Like you guys just like you know how you guys do it. All right, we're gonna do the intro and you guys play the music. Oh yeah, yeah. You guys do it live. Live in what sense? Like you guys are gonna press it right now? And then it's like, all right. Oh uh, yeah. Then we're gonna no, go into it's that always episode. it's always it's always recorded. It's no time. <laughs> well, I don't say anything about anyone yet. Definitely should do it live one day though, like a live, like live on, on Twitch or Instagram. That'd be fun. You guys should do it for sure on Twitch. Yeah, or Discord. I feel like you guys could have a big Discord following. Do you? Well, have, I mean, do you have that shit. I have Discord. I don't have a Twitch ready. Actually, I do. I have a Twitch. I have a Twitch. I've never used it though because I don't have anything. I was gonna. I was gonna do a Twitch called. Um, oh my god, what was it called? I forget what it was gonna be called, but I was gonna get high and watch. Um, <laughs> concerts and just critique and talk about concerts oh that's kind of cool and like like the greatness of what made this michael jackson concert so legendary or like yeah talk about like og concerts new concerts how it could be better what the light guys like yeah just like all the little details that's cool because you have insight on all that stuff and it was just gonna be just me getting high and just be like yeah let's watch this shit <laughs> oh you want to ask some questions it's cool <laughs> on that note <laughs> Hey, 
Yeah, what's up, everybody? Another episode of Pep Talk. Uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for uh, listening. First off, I'm your host, Big Pep. I got my co-host, Mr. Juan Ramirez. Hi. How's how you doing, Juan? I'm good. Everything's my good? ears itchy. Yeah. Your your what? My ear. Your ears All right, go itchy. Ahead. All right, <laughs> it's not gonna be a problem, right? No, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, um, we have a special guest today. We have well, man. Let's start from the beginning. Um, accolades are. Tour, tour manager, tour production for Super Duper Kyle has been with them for 10 plus years. Recently just did a uh, United mm. States tour during COVID with an up and coming rapper out of San Francisco, Larry June. Um, he is an incredible, talented uh, writer, uh, spiritual, motivational. Um, and to top it off, he's my older brother. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, make some noise for... We call him Jesus Araujo. We call him like that's not his name. I mean, no, 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 because because I mean he can explain. He can explain it. Jesus or Jesus, what, what, or however you want. What is your what's your name? But what do you like to be called and why? See the the. Thank you guys first and foremost for having me here. It's great to be here. I, I love the show first and foremost. Uh, I think you guys are, I like what you guys are doing. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, I like that you guys highlight the 805. I get to hear and see legends. Like, that Mambo shit was so tight. Shout out Mambo. I grew up listening, like, I read the dilemma of the day at work out to the guys <laughs> yeah. at work. Yeah. And I do it always with, like, a little accent. It's like, so my man of 15 years decided to, <laughs> yeah. I went through his phone, I shouldn't have. What should I do? And it's always, like, a funny hashtag. Yeah. Eight, hashtag sad girl 805 or something. Yeah, no, shit's wild. <laughs> no, but um, the thing is, is my name is Jesus, but I can't, like, it's it's not Jesus. Like, like the like the actual translation of my name is Jesus, because mm -hmm. my mom's name is Maria, my dad's name is Jose. They wanted to name their first son after the Son of God, so my name really is Jesus. So it's like that's just how it translates. I just that's why I tell people like if you can't say Jesus, just say the regular translated way. Jesus. Yeah. I yeah, mean that's real. Because Jesus, Jesus is like I don't know who that is. Like I just remember just walking through the hallways of middle school and just someone just be like, hey. Zeus, I'm like, I got two names right now. Like, <laughs> you can call me, you can call my attention and call my name at the same time. Yeah. Like, I, th I thought that was painful for some reason. Yeah, it's always awful. When yeah, I try to say it in Spanish and you can't. Yeah, like, like Juan, that's terrible when people can't say it because then they add too much in it. Juan, Juan. Like, oh, is it Hakalugi? <laughs> well, what it, well, how do you like it heard in English? Juan, Juan. Yeah, just it's, it's just Juan. But in English, like, it's, it's, yeah, W A N. Like if I could like write Obi it, Juan. yeah, one. And how does it come for you? Because I know for you, you probably heard the wildest shit because they see the PEP. -E. Well, yeah, because you got to remember. So again, Pepe. I mean, sometimes people pronounce it as uh, Pepe because you know the E's, and then sometimes people for some reason feel like it's PP, and then sometimes people think that I have like the uh, the accent. Mean, yeah, the accent. So it's Pepe, and it's like no, it's like. It's, it's Pepe, yeah. you know. That's why I just make it easier. I just hey, just call me Pep. Pep, yeah. Yeah, like fuck. So we all got fucked in names. <laughs> it's a beautiful name, so yeah, they are. Yeah. Um. So what's going on, man? Let's talk from uh the beginning, which is you're the first. Well, I mean, you're the second <laughs> relative. I had I had uh Eliana on here. Shout uh, out cousin. Shout Ellie. out cousin Ellie. She was the uh, man. She was the 
coolest fucking female so far on this podcast. Forbes doing crazy fucking things. She's killing it. And then now you got my older brother, which is you. Um, the reason why I wanted to bring you on wasn't so much about what you do now, because we'll get to that point. Cause it's funny how you and me kind of are now in the same, uh, career. True story. I never, I never would have thought that either. That's no, nah, never. Point. I also think never. that I also thought that, you know, growing up me and you probably would have never oh, been yeah. able to <laughs> deal with each other. Did you, you know? guys get along or no? It took, it took a lot of time. Really? It took a lot of time, but, um, yeah, no here or there, but we're, we're here. It was phases. It was phases. <laughs> it was phases. But let's talk about the upbringing. So early on when we were growing up in the mobile home, what was your goal? What was your ambition like as a little kid? To be a good person. Like, I don't know. I thought like the coolest thing in the world was like the like teachings of Jesus Christ, like what he stood for. Like just be good people's. Treat people nice. Do things out of the goodness of your heart. Treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah, like, yeah. I thought that was like the tightest shit growing up. And that like makes me just want to be nice. So like to me that was like, I don't know. I want to do that. And like secondly, like I wanted to be like a pro soccer player. Because yeah. that's like, I love sports. I love, I thought that was like the coolest shit. But like overall, like the idea was just, just be a good person. Nice. And I remember growing up, you were a big, you were a big soccer guy. You were, you were, you were pretty well known, especially here in the counties being like a phenomenal goalie keeper. Yeah. That was my, that was my life. I, I owe so much to that. How did you, I mean, sport. I mean, obviously I remember like you trained to be a goalie, but how the fuck, like there's so many positions like you, your position was to jump in the air and I thought it was the coolest shit. Randomly. I remember we were on the black dragons Throwback, ASO, 95, great year. <laughs> great fucking year. And we were on the same team. And Coach Shane was literally just like, it was an 8 o'clock game. And he just, just goes, hey, you're going to be the goalie today. And just threw the jersey at me. And the first thing in my head, I was like, dude, I get to wear a different colored jersey right now. This is so tight. Like, And then my dad was like, does he have gloves? Does he have gloves? And then he comes up to me with gloves. I'm like, Oh my god! You're telling me there's accessories to this shit? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm like a kid, I'm Feel like, like a superhero. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Like, yo, you can use your hands. I'm like, what do you mean I can use my hands? And like, when we grow growing up, we didn't have like cable, cable like that, so we no. didn't have like we only had channel two through thirteen. And but you'd be lucky, lucky to catch like a soccer game. Yeah. So I've seen like NFL, I've seen college football, and I see these dudes like diving to catch to catch stuff. And I thought that was that was like really cool. Like, oh shit, like you can just jump and make like catches. And so when all of a sudden I'm in the goal and like a ball comes and I make a save and like people get excited and then like it turns into this whole melee. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then it just was like, I don't know, it was just really easy for me to just move yeah. like that. Laterally, just I don't know, I just really liked that. I thought jumping was cool. Yeah. Jumping's cool, diving's cool, this game is fun. I'm actually kind of pretty legit at it. Let's see how far I can take it. And how far did you take it? Um, I would say I played on the Ventura County Fusion. I was like one of the players. I was one of the practice players. I was on the team when we went And that, that. that was semi-pro? Yes. And that, yeah. yeah, the Ventura's first semi-pro sport team. And 
they also won the championship in like I think it was 2010. I want to say, yeah, at Buena Stadium, which was tight because nice. my senior year we won three games at Buena. So like to win like a big thing and be a part of that was like oh shit like came full full circle you know yeah hundred like, percent in the smallest way like when you get to that level and you see what it takes to really get there like I wanted to have I wanted it I tried it with all my heart but like I also knew like do I want to just be l- trying like there's a difference when you're like trying for your dreams and going for it and then there's also the thing where it's like yo like there has to be a way you can make some get something out of this. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you got to get something out of every dream. You don't dream for no reason. Like, there's something in there that you have to find. It might not be the grandest thing, but it, it's going to be something that's, I don't know, like, you can walk away from. And from soccer, especially that position in goalkeeping, I don't think I'd be able to do what I do for work without that because you're so isolated. Mm, wow. That's being a, a crazy being, correlation. Being, being a goalkeeper, like, you're isolated. Yeah. You're a leader in the back. You're doing a lot of the dirty work. You're communicating to everyone. You have to have relationships. If you get scored on and it's kind of weird, like it gets blamed on you, you know, like being a tour manager, working behind the scenes in music, like there's a lot of things that you can get blamed on and it's just okay. It's a part of the game. Yeah. Because you have to go through it and it's like, if it wasn't for goalkeeping, I wouldn't be able to do this. Damn, that makes sense. Um, when you, you you brought up the music, you remember you were there. We used to be playing soccer for like hours. That was like our uh, that was like our fun time. Our dad would take us to like the park for like <laughs> I want to say like three four hours, and all we would just like play ball, pass the yeah. ball. You see Pep just moving around, just all like Chucky yeah. kicking the ball, like, <laughs> the ball fastest, like he kicked the ball hard as shit. Yeah, but would- in an ASO game, he scored a goal on a corner kick. He threw the ball in the goal. And he scored a free kick. He had like a hat trick and like the weirdest like loop of things. So weird. Um, when you before you would get into the the music side of it, I remember growing up, especially in our family, education was a big thing. You know, our parents were like, you know, get an education, go to college, go to college. And so um we all attempted it. Um I I was able to graduate. You dropped out. Yeah. And I remember that was such a fucking like black cloud. Like, oh my gosh, like like this guy, you know, I can't believe like like the world's gonna end because he dropped out of school. But you decided to, instead of finishing school, you decided to take a chance and to hop on the road and work with. At that time, how old was Super Duper Kyle? Like eighteen? He was probably like nineteen. Yeah, okay. nineteen twenty. Yeah. So when that happened, I wanted to know. What made you believe in him? Also, too, Nolan. Nolan Smith is a Super Duper Kyle's manager as well. Shout out Nolan. But Nolan. what uh, what made you decide to do that? Knowing that in our household, it was the fucking biggest sin in the world. <laughs> I know. Drop out of college and be a smoke weed. <laughs> two biggest sins in the world. Um... Honestly, it was just the, like, I went to college, and it was just wasn't, I went to school to learn. I might have not got, like, the best grades, but I wanted to try and learn, like, to learn. I wasn't trying to just, like, skim through the classes and just, like, push through this shit. Like, I wanted to, like, 
try and really absorb this shit, create like an actual thought. Like I took some cool classes, but like it wasn't, I don't know. It just wasn't connecting. And at the time I was going to school for journalism and in like the early 2000, like the late 2000, I guess like 2009, 10, 11, that era of stuff. The internet started to be taught in school, like understanding how to use Twitter, Facebook, hashtags, and like these, like not to hate on the teachers, but they're trying to like show you how to do this stuff. And I'm seeing like these bloggers and these blogs like pop off, like Ill Roots, Two Dope Boys, um, fucking um, Hype Beast. And I see like they they have like also like these articles. You know, I see writers like Ernest Baker. I see all these people jinx i see these guys that are a part of like the internet culture like as actual writers i'm like i could do that i i, I want to do that because you're because you were you were trying to get your uh your degree in journalism yeah I, I i thought that was cool i thought it was awesome i thought it was a way i could still be a part of like telling a story being around stuff like i didn't want to be like a like coming from sports people were like oh you're gonna be like a sports journalist you know you're gonna be like a sports commentator and stuff i'm like nah like i want to get away from that i want to like completely erase that identity like i love that life but now i want to try my best to do something else and be really good at it and i started to do that and it was cool it was tight and next thing i realized like I don't need a degree for this. I don't like you just kind of just go out and do it. Yeah, you just network. There's no difference. Like I'm I got to pay to go to these networking events and the only difference is this says CBS, NBC. Like no hate on anyone, but like I was like, "Nah, I, I want to do something I like." So I was like, "Nah, I'm going to not do this cuz I remember I was talking to Kyle and we had just done a show. I had to go back to school to try and crash a class to see if I can get it and there's like one back and forth and it's like that's a lot I'm like yeah well just gotta just make sure he goes dude honestly just just remember this as fast as this started it's as fast as this could end so think about what you really want to put your time into and to me I was like damn I'm I want to make the most of this yeah yeah I want to really try to like see how far I can take this this looks cool. This is a great experience. I believe in this guy. He has great music. You know, our friend Nolan was a part of it. He was trying to bring me into it. I wanted to I wanted to really see this grow. I wanted to see how big it could become. I I, I always thought it would be a cool like see how like stuff works, you know. I was I liked musicians. I liked like that stuff, but I also liked seeing how it takes to get up there. And as soon as I did that, I didn't realize the journey of like the last ten years, what it would take me on. And, and I re- and I remember too. Uh, I remember and that shit pissed mom and dad well, off. That, 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 they didn't understand that shit. Well, I think I think the biggest thing is I think the biggest thing they didn't understand it because also too like there was years where like it wasn't months, but there was years when you weren't getting paid. But it's not because like. You well, weren't doing was, you weren't doing the work, but it was also too is because Kyle at the time he was he was he was a local artist trying to make it and well not even local it's like yo this like this stuff takes time like it takes time and yeah. effort like the most important part of this this thing and Juan you know this because I I know you know this the way how like shit worked out with you is like at the end of the day if 
the most important thing you can be is down. If yeah. You, like, like. Explain that. Explain that. What do you mean? To be down, like, to be about the cause. Like, yo, I got a job for you right now. Leave what you're doing and come join the school. It's like, that's the ultimate sign of just being down. Like, you have to show how much you believe in the cause, what yeah. you're about. Like, like you just packed up, right? Just yeah. packed up your shit. Packed and up just... and left Colorado. Yeah, and it's a hard thing to do. I dropped out of college, too. It's not It's not easy at all. Yeah, especially from being a... Being a Latin, Mexican Americans and yeah, yeah, Latin, yeah, and and, and telling telling parents like, hey, you're leaving education is not for me. Yeah, not not even that, but you're leaving the idea of security. Yeah, job security, any type of security, any type of security to take a chance on something that isn't guaranteed. They don't know nothing Mm -hmm. about. They don't know how this shit works. It's like, wait, you're just gonna stop what you're doing to try and go make less money than what you could possibly make or more money than what you can make but by doing what are you doing actually yeah but at at that point i think it's an idea of security because the even if you had the degree it's not a guarantee exactly there's no security in that either but but i think that's also too that's all that's all at least our parents that generation was kind of made to believe which is like you have to it's it's very stereotypical but it's i mean it's a it's Get a job, get job security, mm-hmm. have a four hundred one k, try to try to get the most you can from social security, and just like yeah. like it's like it's just it's just like a it's a cycle, and it's not a bad cycle, but it's just something that like eventually that cycle has to be broken and be like, hey, you know what? Now there's opportunities to be your own boss, to be entrepreneurs, who you know make a make a uh, position out of nothing. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, and and it was hard to. Explain to mom and dad for a minute, you know, like feeling shut upon or like, you know, having to be like, yo, like I need work. Like, can I come work with you? Like, you know, you take a chance on something and now you got to like figure out ways to like make money. And like, so not only were you not making money, but you were still working for Kyle. You were a dropout. And then you had to ask dad I'm, if I mean, you can get a job with I mean, him. You call me a dropout like that. Damn. No, but you know, but you, but you know what I mean? I mean, but I'm saying like, no, yeah. And, and, no shame in the game too you know it's a it's a good job like doing what you gotta do but like i think that job of working as a um utility specialist at procter and gamble like i thank that job because it's like long hours doing the dirt like i can do anything because of that job i've yeah. done the dirtiest shit the hardest shit the longest shit the boringest shit any type of thing that you would have to do physically and mentally, I've done with that job, and it's prepared me for so many things. And I've appreciated it because I've also, like, come up with so many ideas, seen so many thoughts that, like, have helped me to get to where I'm at now from that. Yeah, 100%. Um, when did you finally feel, I mean, and I'm gonna, we're going to go back and forth, but, you know, all the all those years struggling, struggling to fucking you know struggling I wasn't <laughs> struggling no like a struggling like you were working with like a struggling artist right like trying to make it and when was it when you felt like it's finally happening like the the hard work is paying off like you're finally going to be able to feel like like you you've accomplished or at least you're now feel established i would say like there was always this sense of establishedness there was this sense of like like people know who he is. People know what's going on. They understand the music. They see the vision. It was just how could it? How could more people hear it? 
because I wouldn't I wouldn't always say he was like I mean to say struggling is like yo you like bottom from the ground up it's like yeah it was bottom up but you know like we was we were working we were busy you know he's he's doing his thing you know like he's figuring out like new music you know he's getting stuff done and then when freaking freaking Ice Spy came out that shit like that shit changed shit like we had just got off of um or earlier that year we went on tour with Hoodie Allen and you guys were doing like how big was the, the the rooms that you guys were performing in we were doing like we were like the direct support on that tour and the rooms were like i want to say like 2000 plus like he was doing good numbers at the time like doing like like 2400 20 1800 to like no 1500 to 2400 on like average mm-hmm. in between there and then like after like some time goes by Drop that song. And I remember all of us, we were just like grinding. You know, we all had to like, Max was freaking at the pizza joint making pizzas. Brick was hustling like his photos. Nolan was busting his ass trying to do everything he can do. Like Kyle was like writing songs, like just going to war. Everyone was just grinding, doing their own thing. And I hadn't seen them in a minute. And then I see Kyle and Brick. I pull up on them. And they're like, I was like, yo, I'm like, you have one? He's like, dude, this is climbing. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, dude, like a couple weeks before that, it hit the charts. Like it was like 71. We're like, what? And then it got to like 40 something. And then on like SoundCloud, it was like becoming like one of like the biggest songs. And then like slowly but surely this thing was just like creeping up and just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then that summer or that, that spring we we go on tour on the super tour and this every show is just cracking every show is just sold out people are going crazy the music's going up that song was just going bigger and bigger and then like halfway through the tour we're in dc and we're on the bus and we look on the charts also you look on billboard like number four overall number one on hip-hop and you're like what like, wait what like this song knocked out bad and bougie <laughs> Damn. Damn. Bad and bougie. <laughs> like we're like what no way and like like i'm in the, i'm outside I'm, I'm i'm in the lounge with brick and brick and i we're just looking at each other and then kyle just walks out just, just all like just freaking crusty eyed just puts his put, just puts a song up and then we just start playing we gonna make it by fucking um by Jada Kiss. <laughs> Fuck the motherfuckers is going crazy. <laughs> I, feel like um, jo- I feel like Joe Rogan right now. <laughs> you feel like Joe Rogan? Yeah, just all like headphones here. Oh yeah, we're professional. <laughs> Pep, just tell me, Pep, just tell me, like, Pep, how do you feel about the state of UFC right now? Of the what? UFC. Should they pay their players? Should they pay the fires more? Oh yeah, I mean we're talking UFC, of course, but. Yeah, they should be paying. They get paid way more. And I think that, surprisingly, people are going to uh, judge me, but I think Jake Paul and his movement is actually a great movement because it's going to force the UFC pay, uh, the UFC fighters to get paid a lot more than what – a lot more, period. Um, could, he just start his, could he just start his own league? Mm, not yet, unless he had a lot of backing in it. Um, Would you back it? No. Do you like UFC? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm like Jake Paul. Actually, I don't care about Jake Paul. I just I don't have an opinion. Have you watched any? Have you watched all the fights though? 
Yeah, I mean, I watch whenever Pep watches them. You've gone watch so many fights just because it's like, oh, yeah, everyone's going to watch the fight. Like, yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah. I actually wasn't into it that much. I mean, I always like seeing like recaps of it on yeah. like Facebook or wherever. Um, but I wasn't that into it until I moved here. Random question. you guys always have them. Random question. Will Facebook die? In our life? Uh, I mean, it's dead already. It's just like. How dead is dead, though? I don't think it'll ever like, nah. go away. No, nah, because I, I, I knowing, knowing uh, Zuckerberg, I'm sure Facebook somehow is going to be plugged into the metaverse somehow. It's actually you know? meta now. Oh, it's meta. Not- no, I know. But I mean, in the actual metaverse, like, yeah. when, like I have a feeling like, you know how you can see people's profile through the computer? I'm sure you'll be able to like see them through your, what is called the, uh, through your goggles, your, your goggles. Set, yeah, yeah. Your VR set. Like who knows, bro? They're, they're, they're planning 20 years ahead. Your page will be a room that you can enter. There you go. Sort of online shit. Yeah. No. Oh. No. <laughs> no. 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 This one. <laughs> yeah. That's the one you're looking for? Yeah. Sci-fi shit. Sci-fi shit. All right, going back to... Um, Shout out David Duchovny. Going back to, to you and your story. So... When you finally, when you guys finally had that break, uh, you know, you were you were working with him for how long? At that point, I want to say maybe like four and a half, four and a half years, four and a half years. And what then, were you doing for him? I was. How did you start out? I was so at first, honestly, I was just the, I was just the I was just the homie. Like that's it. You're just at first because Nolan when they first got out to L.A. Nolan was living in downtown mm-hmm. and I was going to school in Northridge and I live at Cal State Northridge. Oh, okay. And I lived in Northridge and randomly he hit me up one day. He was like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. I got class. Like what's going on? He's like, well, Kyle has an audition for a movie. Do you think you could take him? I'm like, yeah, what time? I'm like this time. He's like, dude, you got a car. Like you're someone I can trust. Like, can you help me out? I'm like, yeah, no problem. Mm. Went and picked him up. I got him there on time, waiting in the car. He did his thing, just being supportive. Yeah. Just like that. And then after that, it was just like, just you guys need help. Just start coming around more. Just coming yeah. around more. Like, oh, we need someone to help drive. All right, cool. Pick up the homies, go to the shows where I can carry stuff, where I can take this. Or can, like just little things like that, whatever I could do. Just like. Yeah. Cause I had a feeling early on. I'm like, this is kind of cool. This is, this guy has a good message. Well, and it comes back down to being down for the cause. Yeah. Really. Cause you're just like, you're not really there for a specific reason, but you know, it's going to go I just, somewhere. I just, I just wanted him to win. Yeah. I just legitimately wanted him to win. And I wanted to help my friend. Yeah. I wanted to be a good friend to my friend. And then, um, on our member on the West coast, run of the beautiful loser tour i was the only one old enough to rent a car mm. i was 25 and so i went and rented a car we did that we did that run i, I drove i think i maybe got maybe got paid like 300 dollars or something sick for how long it was like a whole tour no 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 it was like eight dates we did the west coast so we did like we did arizona San Diego, L.A., Santa Barbara, Ventura, um, up to like Chico, San Francisco, Chico. Literally, like at the time, like the farthest drives of my life. Damn. And this was all before I Spy went way before. Okay. Way before. Way before. 
like this is when Beautiful Loser came out. So like the big thing he had was um Fruit Snacks. Mm-hmm. Fruit Snacks and Fruit Snacks and Cups of Patron. And then we a couple months go by, Nolan talks to me and he's like, Yo, like maybe you could like tour manage for him. Like we're gonna do another tour with Watsky and the opener of the tour, it was the the lineup. No lie, it was Anderson Pack, us, then Watsky, and then so Anderson and, Pack was opening up for you guys. I mean, I would just say open. I he, never he was opening act though. He was the opening act. I like to. I, I always like to consider like this is a package deal. Sure, like <laughs> you know, it's a package. We're all doing a great show. We're all trying to put on the greatest show ever. That's what Jeezy taught us when we toured with him. Jeezy, yeah, he was just like, he was just like, yo, like. I need you guys to come out and try and kill this shit. So that way the next artist that has to come out and do it, he needs to kill it harder. And then when I come out, I have to fucking murder this shit. So that way these guys walk away being like, I had the greatest time of my life. Like every every night, just you got to go out and just kill it hard. So that way it makes me have to work that much harder. And I was just like, that's the fucking attitude you got to have. Cool, Shout out to Easy on that. Yeah, and this was like we got to see him like early, like right when like his rise popped off mm-hmm. from the small venues to the bigger, bigger, bigger. Like I seen him do every room in LA. I've worked a couple of them, like with respect to that man, because I learned everything from him and his camp, like Kevin Henry and those guys. Like I learned how to tour from them. Like those are my like OGs when it comes to this shit. So Nolan asked you to be tour manager at this time. Yeah. Did you know what the fuck you were doing? All I knew was show up and be organized and <laughs> drive the van. And I definitely did some like one time I was supposed to drive to Fort. Uh, I was supposed to drive to Tampa, but we drove to Fort Lauderdale. Like that's an extra like three yeah. hours and I had to come back in an hour and a half for sound check. Um, yeah, it was like they sent Max Brick, Kyle and I out to go on tour. It was like. 40, it was like 45 shows in like 38 days or some shit. Like, it was wild. Like, maybe had like, we would do like seven shows, one off day, and it would be like a drive day. Like, drive from like one side of Texas to like fucking Denver. Yeah. Like, just these ridiculously long drives. And just us four just learning this shit. Just, that's cool. The greatest time of my life, just learning how to do this shit in a van. That's always a fun way to learn. Just yeah. getting pushed out of the nest and just figuring it figure out. It out. <laughs> figure it out. Literally, like Nolan's like talked to the other TM, like Nils, Nils Montana. He told, he showed me so much shit. He was Waski's store manager. Oh, okay. He now does a bunch of shit for like, he does big events and shit. His dad was the dude that chose to put um, um, what's his name? His dad was the guy that chose the dude to sing the theme song to Tarzan. Damn! I like, wanted a, like you know the big yeah. the big 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 song. Yeah, his dad was the guy. I was like, you need to sing that song. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> it's a Dills, like 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 yeah. Dills, I tried to like put you on blast like that, but like it was like the rarest shit ever. Like, like he kept it very low key. He's like, no, you know. And he actually had a he actually come out here and shit in Oxnard. But yeah, he was like the OG homie. He taught me so much shit. How to like. You know, work on advances, showing up with the venues, talking to them, getting stuff done, like just all the basic TM shit. And from there, it was like, all right, cool. And then we did our own headlining tour after that. And then I was still tour managing. I was tour managing then. Then we did another tour, was tour managing. And then on the um, 
like the Super Tours, one of those shows, I became more like his road manager in day to day and still handled all that stuff, but like very hands on, like TM2, TM1, I would say, or TM2 mm-hmm. type vibes. When uh, well, this just got like, I just thought about this, but once once he became established and you guys got the opportunity to be in, you were in New York shooting a movie and you were with him for how many days? Yeah, that shit was tight. We were. We stayed in New York for three months. Three months Damn. Damn. for the it's after party time. for filming the after party on Netflix, right? Yeah. What was your uh, what's like your best memories? I remember you used to call me and be like, "Yo, like, I was talking to Jada Kiss. I was talking to Wiz Khalifa. You were doing all this and that." Like, there was just like, you, like you're just on set and you just get to like. There was like this rare moment where like we're in the car coming from like White Flats, New York, and it's Kyle and I and Blair Underwood's in the front. And, like, Blair Underwood's, like, the OG, OG of, like, black excellent actors. Like, he's one of, like, the OG dudes. He was he was the um, the good guy and set it off. He's the one that gets um, uh, grits thrown on him in Medea's. Medea's uh, one of the Medea movies. Like, he's just, like, one of the OG actors. And we're in the car and we're talking to him. And then, like... He's in the front. We're in like we're like I'm in the middle and Kyle's in the back, and then like the conversation's getting so good. Like he hops from the front to come sit with us in the back, and like it seems like a small gesture, but like to be able to talk to like someone in this field that's been doing this for so long, and we were like so green and new to this shit, and he's giving us like our time to like talk and listen to us. Like it was like the greatest shit ever. Like little things like that. Yeah. Damn. Like watching Wiz, like seeing Wiz, like see how much he really smokes and telling him to be like, no, like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not smoking that. <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. Like the first, and then like the very first day of shooting, it was, um, it was at like, I forget what festival in New York. And like Kyle had to shoot like the very last scene of the movie and got everyone all hype. And then from there, the, the, the show ends and we go to the other side of the festival and we're all like chilling in like VIP with like the director and watching Nas perform. Damn. And he's like finishing up like Illmatic and we're just like, you hate me now? Like, stop. Just like <laughs> freaking out and you're just like, dude, this is like the first day of shooting. What the fuck? Like, what else is going to happen? Yeah. And like a bunch of like other like cool stuff like came from it or like people from it. Like the dude that's the bad guy in that movie, uh, his name's Eamon. He's now like the star character of... um. Uh, Snowfall. He's like one of like the star like dudes in that movie. Damn. Damn, that's tight. Yeah. So it's like you see like little things like that, and it's like, damn, like you're a part of some stuff, and then it becomes a bigger thing, and then like someone else goes to do. I'm sorry about that. You good? Um, being in this in this career, you know, you and I both have similar. We toured together, by the way. We toured together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You brought it up. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I was, I was going to get into something else, but yeah, no, I think the coolest thing I know like that we can, I tell people that we can tell our kids one day is 2018, um, your, your camp super duper and, and us, you know, the rap pack logic, we went on tour together. It was, it was logic, super duper Kyle NF, yep. and we were able to tour all the United States. And then the amphitheaters. cool, yeah, amphitheaters and the cool, the cool part was, is that, you should sneak me food. That was definitely the cool part. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That that that's actually a that, that's a funny thing. We um us being I mean logic being the headliner, you know, we at the end of the day, 
it you know it ha- it happens like yeah, you know the head the headliner gets a little more amenities and the second act and the opening act and and we would get we would get food given to us uh, at the end of the night the and on this like yo i don't eat after like seven o'clock well i just i don't like to eat late but i just remember like seeing like him and his squad like they wouldn't Maybe they'd get a box of pizza and they'd share it with like fifty people, and I'm just like, "Fuck!" So I remember not even that. Like, you can't order pizza at like amphitheaters because it's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah. no one wants to deliver yeah. to you. But long story. Every night after a show, um, whatever, whatever after show food I would get, I would meet up with 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 my brother, and I would give him my food, and then I got to I got to the point where Jordan was on the same page, and Jordan would give you food and give it to your squad. And we just became like it was it was on some like Robin Hood shit. Came to the pork. I wasn't bad at it, dude. I was not bad at it. Like they would just come through. I remember San Francisco. He gave me um a burrito, and San Francisco got some good Mexican food. And fucking on tour, like if you're from Southern California, like you once you leave California, like you're not having good Mexican food for like a good like four and a half six weeks until you come back. Like like Chicago does it, but besides that, like. You ain't finding that shit anywhere yeah. else, man. And so he gives me this burrito. I take a bite out of it. I start crying. He goes, "What's wrong?" I'm like, "Fuck it, this is real freeze, man." Like, I was just, I was just so ecstatic. <laughs> like, I got to eat some food, yeah. and it was like, "Pep got to steal me some food." Like, yes, yeah. But what's cool is also too is like we did a we did a show overseas, and we were able to in we were we, we were in London together. Yeah, we were in Ali Pali. Yeah, very, 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 very legendary. Legendary. Yeah, we had we had a big ass show over there, and uh, yeah, we were there together. That's that, that's something that like you put in like the the bucket list, you know, being able to see the world with your with your brother. So it was dope. I, I also got to like mess with you too. I was like, that was like some of the fun parts. Nah, it wasn't fun though for me. That's I don't know so which. Yo, look at check this out. Look at when when and people and people know and people have seen me like on the road and stuff, but like. The pep that you have here on a podcast is totally different than so pep different. as the bodyguard. Yeah. And when I'm a bodyguard, like I mean, when I'm when I have when I when I have that uniform on, when I'm working, when I'm on duty, I'm a dick. Like I'm very fucking <laughs> focused. I'm ready to I'm ready to handle business. It's Jordan, me and Manu, we're ready to shut shit down. And here comes like I'm doing a security meeting, getting ready to do the forum. Right. And we I'm having a security meeting and I'm talking to, you know, the, the security event staff and I'm, I'm delegating and, da, 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 and all of a sudden I just hear my brother being like, what's up, bitch or fucking what's up, food? I'm just like, bro, you can't be doing nah. that. Like, I'm not just a little brother. Like I'm conducting like a full on meeting. He's that like, was the best part. And he'll, he would, he would, he would and, and he'd come up and be like, what are you guys talking about? And he fucking spark a blunt. And I'm like, dude, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, no, I look like I love like just be like chilling. I'm like. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, just trying to walk into the green room right now. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, use the bathroom. He's like, no, you can't. I'm like, what are you gonna do right now? Like, put your hands on me right now. <laughs> like, put your hands on me right now. Like, like, do it. Like, or I'd be like, hey, what are you gonna do? Like, yo, so if like I run up to Bob and like I grab him, like, like, who are you gonna? No, this this he would he would tell us he would tell us like a couple shows. He'd be like, yo, since we're on tour together, he's like. Cause he knows obviously like like he knows Jordan Jordan as well. Yeah. He was like, I'm gonna run on stage and try to and try and try to like tackle Bob or talk tackle Logic. Like, what are you guys gonna do? What are you guys gonna do? It was like, bro, like don't like stop. Like don't do that shit. It was just bad footed. Everyone on tour was just like, ah. Then after everyone when the tour is over, they're like, get Peppin. Jesus did it kill each other and everyone was like cheering at Pep's like, it's not over, it's not over. And I was just yeah. like laughing. I'm like, yeah. Like, it was a, that was a that was an accomplishment that we finished the tour and we didn't. Fucking put hands Kill on each, each other. other. Yeah. But it wasn't sure. like awesome, like, oh, I hate you. It was just on more or less like, it's just some funny style annoying shit. Yeah. It, 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 annoying it, it, sibling shit. It is annoying yeah. sibling shit. Um, going back to like 
you know, you talked about being in New York for three months. You talked about the early times and touring. What? Cleveland, too. Shout out to Cleveland for Cherry, um, the movie with Tom Holland. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that was really tight. That was a fucking amazing experience. But but I was going to get more to the mental side of it, which is like, oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how are you doing doing what you do, for instance, like tour managing, I think that what I was going to say is it's, it correlates similar to like, like security, which is like you're, you're by yourself, you know, like people, you know, like the tour manager doesn't have friends on tour. They're, they're the people who handle everything. They're also the people that get blamed for everything. Yep. You know, us being the security, we're the ones who, yeah, we're protecting people, but at the same time, we're also sitting outside of a green room for five hours. Yeah. We're, out, we're outside sitting in front of a tour bus for five hours. Hotel. We're out, you know, hotels while the, while, the, while the artist or the client eats dinner. We're sitting by the bar by ourselves. How are you able, how are you still able and how were you able to keep like that, that mental like uh, strength and like what would you think about? What would motivate you? Stuff like that. What, what would be some... Uh, call them like some tools would you listen to audible books would you pray would you like what would you do that was a very good question there um in all honesty i was just so focused on just trying just to get the next steps ahead it was during those early years like like i said like i didn't know like i knew what i was doing but i didn't know at the same time and one of the models i've always lived with is like I never, I never liked the phrase like "fake it till you make it." More so, like act like act like you've done this before. Yeah. And to me, like just constantly, just trying to figure out just how to get better at this. Any moment, like as wild as it is, like while I'm in it, I'm in it. I can't get out of it. Yeah. As soon as like I'm in this world of this sphere of like making sure the artist gets to where he needs to be safe understanding where everyone else is getting them from point a to point b making sure everything is ready to go having all the possible lines of communication ready to be available whenever you need them yeah because that's what also makes you like that's what also makes you better it's like how nice is your rolodex how easy can you call someone up and have them do stuff like how great are your relationships Oh my bad. Is that you? That's over there though. <laughs> Jeez. Hey, is Nick over there? Yeah, he's checking. Thanks, Nick. Did you we're put gonna, it on silent? We're gonna keep this going. Since you decided to pull your phone on loud. Oh <laughs> <laughs> my fault. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But um What motivated you during that time? What motivated me? Yeah, like during like it's do, you, a, do, like, do a do a good job. Period. The only thing that mattered to me was doing a good job i have i just want to just be able to make sure i have a job yeah. i want to be able to that i want to just make sure i do a good job the motivation was doing the best i could because i needed to make sure i was the best at what i did like like if if i could continue to be able to still work and just do this for as long as i could that's what, that was my motivation yeah what's um What's your, what, I mean, obviously with COVID and stuff, you know, nobody was able to tour. I appreciated COVID. And Why? the wildest fact, I appreciated COVID. My life was going so, it was a whirlwind. There was so much stuff going on. It was just nonstop, go, go, go. Yeah. 
we had done a world tour a year year prior to that we did the movie we did a movie too we did a college tour before that we did like we were the eighth most toured artist one year with like 90 some shows 80 80 or 90 some some something in between then just non-stop travel yeah non-stop work like it was so and me being in the mind state i am i i get i just wanted to make sure like like i didn't i didn't know like how i was feeling on the outside all i knew was i just need to do this oh so you weren't even like i was you, like, you weren't even taking care of yourself mentally during that time no i was so just not self-aware because this is the first time this is happening and i want to make sure i just do it good and do it right and make sure like hopefully i can be a part of doing this again and being like a professional at Mm -hmm. it that was all like that mattered to me there wasn't anything else that was like like i can really like look back and think about it and like that's all that mattered was just being really good at this somehow figuring out a way to get really good at this and then when covid happened it just slows everything down i really take a second back and i'm like oh shit i've done a good job of my job but i'm also like 80 pounds overweight you you yeah and that that that, that that's a that's a big uh point that we i wanted to get across too because most you, people you, know you, me you, as Fat Jesus. They know me as Fat Jesus because of the touring. But you bef- knew me as Fat Jesus. Yeah, but that's, bef- that's when I met you. But before touring, before <laughs> he got into real. before he got into the music, this guy was abs and he was in good sh- you know good shape. He was he was he was the athlete. So throughout the years, I remember. And the reason why we're bringing this up is also because I mean, it's a salute to you, man, because you you gained it, but then you lost it. Thank you. And you did your thing, but. On the road, how hard is it? If you can explain it to the listeners, how hard is it to maintain a nutritious diet, if possible? The like, in all reality, this this the entertainment life, like behind the scenes of the entertainment life, like yeah, it looks great for those like five minutes, six minutes, whatever the forty five hour and a half, whatever the stage show is. But you don't see the twenty four twenty hours. 16 hours two weeks in preparations all this time that takes you to get there you forget to eat sometimes you eat too much you eat the easiest thing available to you mm-hmm. you're in the middle of bumfuck ohio 12 o'clock and you're at a gas station at a loves and your options are all right i can go with the gas station pizza or the taco bell arby's combination uh, let's see which, which which one am I going with <laughs> yeah. right now? Like, and or you're at an airport four days a week. Yeah, that's real. And me personally, like, I know there are other solutions. There are other ways to to go about it. But at that time, none of that mattered. I wanted the fastest, easiest way. The coolest thing too I remember being on tour With this fool Is um, I remember being on tour When uh, LeBron James Got signed to the Lakers And like You just see Everyone just running out The buses at the same time Like oh my god And celebrating Everyone's just celebrating Freaking out And you just see J-Fly Just like all like <laughs> The only one Just right there like 
don't mean shit don't mean shit and you're just like yeah fuck that you're just like then it becomes like just a hate war like fuck the Celtics fuck my like just turns into this whole like be shit let's let's go back to um your 80 pounds the 80 pounds that you gained yeah and then through COVID you know a lot of people went through like dark phases a lot of people gained a lot of weight but you went into you went into COVID 80 pounds overweight and then you came out of COVID 80 pounds less. What 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 made you decide to take I, that upon yourself to lose that weight? I was in a cave in darkness looking for the light. <laughs> like, like, nah, like, honestly, like, it first started off because, like, I just, you know, you're like, you're like, oh, shit, COVID. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, all this stuff. And then, like, you start researching. It's like, people that are, like, obese. People that, like, have a hard time breathing. People that are, like, you know, have a hard time mobility. I'm just like. Dude, you check off all these fucking boxes. I'm like, dude, how much would it suck if you die? And it's because like you're like fat. Like that's what they have to tell people. Like, hey yo, like you hear about Jesus? Nah, what happened? We got COVID for real. He got sick. Yeah, dog, he was fat, and his you know his body couldn't fight it. Like that was a like legit thought. Like I was like two, like two seventy. Like two two seventy five, yeah. like my highest, and I'm just like, dude, like what the fuck? Mind you, you're only five nine, five ten, <laughs> five ten and a half on a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, in the morning. In the morning. Yeah, I feel like I grew up there the other night. Um, yeah, and it was just like, I got to figure something out, and I went through like this crazy research because like, oh, the gyms are shut down, like you can't really go out and run. It's like, what do you do? Yeah. Peb out here, you know, he got fucking the big dogs only, you know. <laughs> gym, you know, so it's like, but I'm out in L.A. Yeah. So I'm like, what do I do? For some reason, I just decided to just, just start researching, like, prison workouts. As funny as you think, it opened up a, a life-changing experience that I will forever ever be like if i had to do a ted talk i would talk about this specific time in my life and what i discovered because it was like the greatest most powerful shit ever ever because it was really just like you versus you that's real and like my knees were all fucked up i remember i would play basketball with my homies and have to wear like two knee braces because my knees would fuck up like I would try and like tie my shoes and I'd be out of breath like when I would go down to tie my shoes <sighs> like Pep knows like yeah no it was, it was Pep would just be on the sidelines just being all buff and shit just being like damn that's my brother fuck well nah but damn, it means nah, also, nah, bro, nah, it's like, just that's like that's my cousin that's my cousin we don't look alike <laughs> we don't look alike no it's just I think what it is is just like like and it's not I mean not making this about like about me but like when I was younger I was the fat kid and and my older brother and my little brother were the were the fit kids. So it's now it's like we got an older. Now it's like the roles have changed. The ro- yeah, but but the <laughs> different but the, but the difference is is that the difference is is that when I was younger he was an asshole to me. He would make fun of me. He called me fat and shit. And then when 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 he was big, I knew how it felt. So I was like, you know what? Instead of being a dick. Let's 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 let's, let's, let's help. Yeah, we did. That's Remember, I, 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 had, be like, I, I had you be, in here training. Yeah, I'd be in here training, but then he'd be like, 
You can't keep up. No, I just so didn't want to like that. Like, 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 like I couldn't do a combo round on the on the punches. Like, dog, if you don't get this shit right, like we ain't gonna do this. I'm like, yo, what the <laughs> fuck, dog? Like, monkey's trying to make a difference. Nah. Nah. No, I just didn't want to do those prison workouts. I'm like, bro, if we're gonna work no, out, no, we're no, gonna no. do my No, no, I'm talking like in between, like the random times, like because the one thing that I think it's special with, with you and Thomas is like Thomas is our little brother, by the way. Working out is a special thing. For sure. For us. You know, if we can all get in the workout, because a lot of our life, that's what we did. We, yeah. we, like playtime was amidst like a workout or yeah. a game, you know, 20, you know? Yeah. So it's always like special. So like I knew that would be the only times and I'd be like, fuck, man. Like I can't even do this shit. Like I can't even, it's just bad. And in the beginning, like of COVID, I lost like between February to May, I lost 30 pounds. So I got down to like 240. And then like live takes, it's like real bad rocky turns. And I was in like a really sad, dark place. And I was like on a road and it was like on some two option shit. It was like you either continue this or you just fall back to these ways. And at the time I was listening to the David Goggins book. Hell yeah. Shout, also, shout out to fucking Persistence Culture. Oh, my God. The fact that you guys fucking got David Goggins to come to Ventura. By the time this comes out, he would already, he would already have been at Ventura. That's the tightest shit ever. Yep. Pep, I hope, like, when this, by the time, like, you've already told him, like, some cool shit. And I just hope he looks, he's like, man, just keep that bitch shit out of you. <laughs> you know? Because yeah. you know what? The bitch and you ain't going to do it because you got to wake up before the bitch. And it's like. David, David, yes. <laughs> if you guys don't know who David Goggins is, we highly recommend you research him, listen to him. He's the GOAT. <laughs> and and I just literally went into this like sickening mode of just exercise. And I would ask both of you guys this question. Do you guys like to do burpees? Burp? Uh, no. No. Not if I ha- not I mean not not by choice. Not by choice. Because I know how horrible it makes you feel in a good way like it's a really good workout but it's with horrible i literally decided to be like this is my workout i can't go anywhere there's no i'm like this is i could do this in any little capacity room during covid you can't go anywhere i'm like this is this is it and it was the greatest hell i ever went through (laughs) like straight up like first it was like i remember like the first I kept on thinking, like, okay, how long will it take you to get to a thousand? Let's just start there. A thousand burpees? A thousand burpees. Let's just see how long it takes. How long did it take you? So the first, it took me, uh, it took me two weeks the first time. I would do a hundred a day. Damn. And I remember just my body, my joints hurting. Not from just doing it, but just because of how fat I was, how heavy I I could feel just how heavy I was. And then like I got to a good point. I started getting up. I started getting more numbers. A hundred, a thousand started to get to, okay, you can do a thousand in seven days. Okay, you can do a thousand in four days. I started to really put up numbers. And then I remember like, I was like, dude, like 200 became like a number. Like I can do 200. No problem. Then a the, day. 
Yeah. Then the dark shit happened. And I'm like, fuck, like, you really got to go there. And I remember, you're going to laugh at this. You're going to laugh. I'm, I fucking, we're not going to laugh at the first part. You're going to laugh at the second part. I'm at the park one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go for 300. I'm just going to go for it. Never have I ever done this. I'm just going to go for it. I'm doing them. I do, I was wearing a sweater and it was hot. I fucking fall on my face. I black out. Interestingly enough, I'm listening to Down and Out by Cameron. <laughs> and I'm in the burby position. It's like, damn. Like, you know, just going. I'm like, why can't I get up? Like, get up. My face is all bloody. All fucked up. Next day, I'm like, fuck. I got to do this shit. I start doing them. I get to 250. And I'm like, that inner fucking devil demon in me is just telling me like dude stop all the bad you know like when you go there all the bad shit is just right there trying to just tell you stop yep stop doing this i don't know why but i play the fucking the end music of demon slayer (laughs) i knew it i knew it was gonna have to do with enemy and it's just going in my head i get to like 280 and i just start crying crying and i'm just just these tears are coming out of me. I'm doing these burpees. I get to 300. And at that moment, I learned about a new threshold in myself. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that happened, everything just fucking just changed. Because these workouts, this meaning, everything I was pushing for, all that stuff just broke. And it just opened up to this new plane of just like freedom, sight, understanding, really being able to push myself to like those new limits and like i thank god for fucking the burpee it's because li- it's it's the greatest metaphor in life when you're dead tired dead tired can you simply get up true damn can yeah. you literally powerful, can powerful. You, no, 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 it's like can you simply get up like it's the simplest workout like just go down to a push-up get up but can you when you're dead tired everything's against you can you really just go down and just get up and that's why i do it because i wanted to hurt more than my heart did and i had to really just get there yeah and i've lost 80 pounds still catching me at the park doing burpees doing different push-ups calisthenics forever and (laughs) I think I believe in that shit. Um, with with the touring, with the lifestyle you chose now, which is obviously you know working out, staying in shape. I feel like it kind of worked out when you got asked to be on tour recently with Larry June. You know, doing my research about Larry June, he's like an advocate advocate for. Healthy eating, healthy living, yes. working now, and yes. then you, you, you. It happened that you became his tour manager. Um, how was that? He literally during the show would be like, "If you live in a healthy and organic lifestyle, make some noise!" Like it's the dopest shit yeah. ever. Tell, tell the tell the people about his about his uh his uh what is it called um not his trailer his um oh my gosh I lost the word oh, his green room yeah his green room but his uh. 
His writer? His writer. Oh, his writer. His writer. So a writer. Stay healthy. Yeah, a writer is what the artist. Explain it because I don't. Yeah. So basically, when you show up to a show, you send them a hospitality writer, and it's all the stuff that the artist would like to have in the green room for you. So, you know. M&M's, Skittles. No candy. Larry Jr. would do no candy. We'd have like, we'd do uh, fruit snacks. That was like the most candy-like thing we would do. Um, Fresh, fresh bowl of fruit. Um, For a bit, we had um, frozen fruit, so that way we could make smoothies, which was very, very, as he would put, organic. (laughs) Um, Oranges, um, pineapples. My favorite was alkaline water. Ooh. That was like of one that was just like, like after that, like that was one of the big ones. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just different. Um, lemons because uh, we would always do do a hot water and lemon, which is very tight. Like <laughs> I highly recommend that to everyone. Like in your morning, start that off. Like you feel better, your stomach feels good. Like it was tight. He was really about trying to like live a healthy lifestyle. Like one of my one of these uh um rip right this dude i follow on instagram like they also do like sea moss like his lady does like the sea moss so i went and got some sea moss he wouldn't like eat the sea moss and he even posted about it one time like like he really be he really be living that shit because yeah. he knows like yo like you gotta you gotta be healthy and his raps are all about like being healthy and organic and i'm like this is tight like really trying and like you do your best on tour not to put weight on you are gonna put a little bit away because yeah. you can't move as much as you'd like with like the actual activities but like when your options are a little bit lessened yeah you can do you can do a little bit better you know it's hard i mean you know you do also end up being in like the middle of nowhere where the only good food is like all you guys pizza and wings yeah or mcdonald's and shit you yeah. know like it, it's bound to happen and you have to do your best, but at the same time, like, you would definitely want to be get the salmon. All right, let's do that. Like, get the what? Get the salmon. The you salmon. know, like, <laughs> you um, I was tired. Shout out to fucking the whole Larry, David, Drew, Miggs, all those guys. Dame. Very nice. Shout out Larry Jr. What um, I feel like talking about the Larry June talking about Kyle and talking about when you first started I feel like when you first started you kind of just you know uh act like you've been there you faked, faked it till you make it right then with Kyle over over time you ended up like you know you you ended up like learning learning as you as you went with with your with your your team your squad your family and then out of nowhere you get called by, was La- by Larry June and his and his whole his whole new camp how was it like in regards to transitioning from one camp to another camp like like a team that you that you grew up with to now being with the team that you don't know and how and how did you how, how was that whole situation it was it's it's just being professional that's really like the main thing about this in this game like it's being professional like i'm professionally happy and thankful for everything that i learned and am continuing to learn mm-hmm. with Kyle. And then with Larry, I appreciate the opportunity for us to learn in new ways together in a professional matter because, you know, different crew, same job, same titles, same way to do the job. Mm-hmm. 
there's a there's a certain way it needs to get done. There's different ways to go about it. You know, it's just finding the best way to get the job done. And, you know, thankfully, David saw in me the ability to be able to do this job. And, you know, it had been something we had been talking about for a little bit. You know, like, I reached out to him because... David Ali? Yeah, yeah. And I really, I really, really, really love this job. I love the idea of just going out and doing shows to make people happy. To just... You don't know what this person spent to come to the show. They want to come and enjoy this music that has helped them change their life. They just love listening to it. And you get to make this this world for them for one night. And I love that shit. Hell yeah. And, you know, it was a great opportunity. And luckily, you know, we still get to get to work together and fucking tight you know like you get to to really be a professional in this job that's that's what it is you know like you have your your people you know that you know you love you came up with you'll always be there but then when you have other people asking about you and for you to do the job that you're good that you know you've been known to be good at you know being a professional at that and to go and do your ability for that that's that's an honor that's 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 why you do this yeah no doubt what um, what are some future some future endeavors you know moving forward? Future endeavors, learn some type of self defense, um, you know, like Sistema or something. Maybe, you know, move to Mexico City or Tijuana in the next like five years. Live out there, being very professionally established tour manager. Um, write a movie. Nice. Write a movie, write a book, write another movie, maybe win an Oscar. Um, no big deal. But I dig it though. Get get to 180 pounds. Um, I really want to be able to do a muscle up. I want to do a pull up, muscle up. You don't want to do a competition like that. Damn. I think that'd be tight. Well, you know what's crazy? If you want to do that, man, shout go to, to, shout shout out to Persistence Culture. <laughs> shout out Persistence Culture, the gym, and also shout out to the media. Uh, go Persistent Media, the number one sponsor of the Pep Talk platform. Shout out, Kay. Shout out, Arnisa. I feel y'all. Y'all gave me a workout back in the day. That's how this all happened. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Um, winding, winding down, I always, I always ask uh, a couple, a couple questions. The first one is, what are three pieces of advice that you would give to somebody who wants to follow your footsteps? Be as honest as you can be. Be on time. On time. Be fucking on time. Be early. Be on. I do not. I cannot stress that anymore. The amount of. Of how someone will look at you differently if you show up five minutes before versus five minutes after. It's so real. And treat everyone with like disrespect. You never know who you're going to come across. Yeah. You never, ever, ever know who anyone is. And that doesn't mean like, oh, there's someone big that is like, you just never know what that person's going through or anything and who they might be working or what they might do. Cause in a few years, they might. Be the ones trying to book you. And they'll be like, I remember him. He was this. Yeah, that's real. 
So, like, I would definitely, those would be my three things. Um, what about, you know, let's take it back. When, man, I would say, what, 10 years ago? So, when you decided, when you decided to quit college, you decide to say, fuck, fuck the, 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 the journey you're supposed to be on, you know, hash or quick quotation, whatever, like, uh, going to school, going to college, doing all that and taking a leap of faith. Right. If you, if you right now could go back to that person during that time, what would you tell Jesus of, uh, 10 years ago? It's not that personal. No need to get emotional. Not that personal. No need to get emotional. This shit's business. Straight up. It's nothing personal. There's no need to get emotions involved. If I can say that to anyone, it's like, understand that your emotions and feelings until you make them a thing, they're a thing. Just let them be and just... Yeah. It doesn't need to come out. The last... I read this book. It said the last... uh, the last freedom a human has is that um, the last freedom you have is what you decide to say because you have the choice whether this is going to be go one way or another way, but it's your choice. It's your freedom. So like, yeah, there's things that I wish I could, I wish I would have said differently. I'll never take it back, but I wish I could said differently. And I wish I would have had my emotions in check because this game isn't for the weak of heart. There's a lot of ups, a lot of downs, a lot of, you know, you do your best not to take it out on people, you know, mm-hmm. for your significant others. They, you got to give them a rock. You know, you got to treat them special. You got to really take care of that because this shit isn't made for, for anyone. Nice. Very well said. Um, before I ask my last question, Juan, do you have anything more else to add? No, sir. I'll ask your last question, though. I like uh, Modelo beers, and <laughs> I'll drink. Um, I like Modelo beers, and I like smoking gelato. Uh, you can catch me at Bombay's if I'm in Ventura. I'm <laughs> 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 oh, no, just trying to come up with any some answers for you, Juan. Just like, some just answers? like, like, no, you, really? no, you can now, like, you know, you can voice over that, you know, cut that. Oh, add the question. Yeah, yeah add the question. I, I ask the question, Juan. Ask it. Ask it. So, when there's no more Jesus, not that Jesus, you Jesus, <laughs> when there's no more Jesus at the end of the day, <laughs> thank you, thank you, be here for now. Um, what do you want to be remembered as? Um, shit, he was a, um, he was a nice guy that was willing to serve, cause. The Bible, Jesus serves his disciples and washes their feet and tells them, like, to serve is the ultimate sign of humility and respect. And then the day, all I, all I can do is just be the best I can be like Jesus and just be a good person. So hopefully people remember me as a, as a man that was willing to, to write out for them. Yeah, as a true deformed Jesus. True to form, bro. <laughs> We're gonna have a lot of good reels from this uh, episode. Um, before we end, um, shouts at the Moss. 
Shout out to the little brother Tomas. But before we end, I gotta say this: um, if it wouldn't have been for my older brother and taking the road that he did, I wouldn't have, in a sense, followed suit, which was not uh-huh. not so much going in the career path, but never heard you say that. But I know, but taking a leap of faith. It was. I think. I think seeing my brother. I remember the first tour I went to, and oh, actually the first tour he went to, and him being gone for so long. I remember seeing him, and I was like so emotional. I was like, "Oh my god, you were gone! Like I missed you." Da da da. But he would tell me these stories about just like where he's been in the United States and and like the experiences he's had. And I realized like, man, if, if why can't I have those stories? Why can't I make my own stories? So then when I had the opportunity to, um, in a sense quit, what, which would have been being a full-time special ed teacher in order to pursue being a, like a executive protector, hashtag bodyguard. Um, I thought about him. I was like, man, he did it. He took a leap of faith. And if it didn't work out, he was still going to be all right. So for me, it was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to do this and see what happens. And honestly, it was, uh, it's been a good road for me. And I think definitely the coolest thing that I can tell somebody is I got to travel, do a world tour with my older brother. Him and I got to be in London together and we got to see the coolest things by simply by deciding to choose our our path so yeah, yeah man it's been i appreciate you being my brother um you had no choice not no choice <laughs> but I, you know like people don't people don't know like this is years in the like you know we would wake up in the morning and you would go rebound you would shoot and i would rebound for you yeah. you know there was this uh the belief in in you to an extra level just like you would show up in your own way and like just be like all right like keep doing what you're doing but just because you've you knew about a level of excellence that you wanted to achieve that i didn't i didn't understand how to get there yet but you being so good at what you did growing up and the precision for a skill that made me want to really better my skills because you you were very precise with your skill you know shooting a basketball and shit <laughs> it was getting a little emotional. Anyways, man, I love you, man. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh Juan, great episode. And for everyone who's listening, uh, we appreciate you guys. Uh keep tuning in. Uh also to send a or uh, leave comments, leave leave questions. Let us know what you guys want to hear, who you guys want on the next episode. And of course, finally, can, thank can, you to go ahead. Can, can I name some people I would like to see on the show? Uh, you can leave a comment and then you comment. Can leave <laughs> thank you to persistence culture thank you to uh, go persistence media and we appreciate y'all you guys till next time peace bye shout out max shout out super duper tfm latinos across america <laughs>